0: Welcome to the Write It Down podcast with the 1513 Network. I'm Brooke Murata, bringing you one-on-one interviews to challenge, inspire, and encourage. Up next is Tom Sokoloff. Tom is the former owner of Paradise Health & Nutrition and current president for IP6 International located in Bavard County, Florida. Tom has been a family friend of mine since I was a little kid and has been a trusted voice in many people's lives. I'm excited to share his story of entrepreneurship, health, wellness, and wise principles. So sit back, relax, and get your pens ready because this is Write It Down. All right. Welcome back to Write It Down. I'm sitting across from the Mr. Tom Sokoloff. I always call you Mr. Sokoloff. Do you want me to call you Tom? Or yes, Mr.
1: please. Tom. Yes. I Thank feel you. so weird. I know it does, but you're, you're an adult now. I hun. know. It's okay. That's
0: what, that's what my parents' friends <laughs> will say a to professional me. professional You're allowed to call them by their first name yes. now, but yes. that was a no-no as a kid. So. Of course. Welcome, Tom. Thank you it's so, so much, I bro. don't know if I can do it. Yeah. Just for anyone who's listening right now, Tom, the Mr. Sokoloff, is one of my childhood best friend's dad who I grew up playing soccer with uh we were in church together growing up and so I always called you Mr. and Mrs. Sokoloff right I'm gonna call you Tom and Laura
1: I appreciate the respect (laughs) but we're all friends here so it's yes we're good
0: I'm so excited to have you on the show um Number one, because you are a male figure in my life who every time I see you I'm just reminded of the Lord and reminded of just that there are strong men out there who love Jesus and aren't weird. So
1: <laughs> Thank you so much. Well thank you. But also, um,
0: <laughs> you you've had a journey in the health industry for a long time. Yep. Uh, Paradise Health Food Stores was something that I remember as a kid that you always like owned and you know, now that I'm older and I'm cognizant of my health, I'm like, oh, that's really, really cool. So, why don't we start with uh, your winn Dixie days? Okay, okay,
1: <laughs> we'll go like... way back. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Well, you know, you first place I want to start with that is is the fact that Wind Dixie of yesterday is not the Wind Dixie of today. No. Okay. So it's completely gone through a metamorphosis, if you will, where the company was sold and rebuilt and it's all been redone now, which is a good thing. It was a good thing. Uh, But I thoroughly enjoyed my years of growing up in that business. Mm -hmm. Um, I was uh, like 15 years old, and I was supposed to be 16, but they didn't pick up on the fact when I filled out the application, I wasn't 16 yet. So they went ahead and put me to work. And it was about a month later, they go, Wait a minute! You're not 16 yet, yeah. But they didn't, you know, do anything about it. So I got started and uh, was bagging groceries, uh, you know, chasing shopping carts and doing all those things. Yeah. But I worked around some managers at the time that I really, uh, I think were responsible for putting uh, a work ethic in me that um, you couldn't get from your parents. Yeah. You know, um, you know, you'll listen to your parents uh, as you're younger, and you'll obviously, observe what they do and and things of that nature. But once you get out into the real world and get around other people, you'll pick up on things, uh, good and bad. Uh, But uh, I I was uh, fortunate enough at that time to work with some managers that were really good at at motivating us and teaching us and training us. And um, we enjoyed what we were doing. We had Mm -hmm. a lot of laughs, had a lot of fun. I really enjoyed that business. Um, So, I, you know, I really had no plans. I, I'm not a school kid, so yeah. I wasn't going to go to college. Yeah, it just wasn't ever on my radar of things to do. Uh, and back then, that whole thing really wasn't pushed like right, it is right. today, right? Yeah. And that's um, a whole another conversation yep. for another day. <laughs> but um, so I, you know, got into the to the grocery business, and I thought this is kind of neat. And as I learned it, I thought you know, I could, I can make a career out of this. And back in those days, and especially in a small town, cause I grew up, you know, most of my life over in St. Cloud, okay. little town over, you know, South of Orlando. And so, you know, if you were uh, one of the managers within that grocery store, you were kind of high up in the community, you know, yeah. you were kind of given a lot of respect for that type of position. And um, so I got into uh, working in that, that business and enjoyed it. And um, so when it when I got into my junior year and my senior year of high school, I was able to uh, get into these job entry programs. Uh, and so I got all my schoolwork done as far ahead as I could. So that by the time I was a senior in high school, I was already working full time, you know, in the grocery business and didn't even have to be at school if I didn't want to, other than to turn my hours. in. so that's how my work background and my work ethic got started was mm-hmm. to get in there and go and start building a career, right? Well, as they were changing managers in and out of that store, because that store was actually um, uh, a very, very well run store. And they used to use that to bring the best managers there, make them better, and okay. then move them on like into a higher center. position. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And so they brought this guy over. Matter of fact, he came from Melbourne at the uh, uh, ironically. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so he came in and, and he decided it wasn't being run right. And he decided he was going to start picking it apart. Long story short, him and I butted heads. And um, he started looking for ways to get rid of me. I could I could tell. Right. And at the time, I'd already moved out of my home and was living, uh, me and the guy who was the produce manager at the time uh, were, were sharing an apartment. And he's, he's like, Uh, you guys can't be living together, so you can't work here anymore, basically. So long story short, he says, you're either going to transfer to Melbourne or you're going to um, have to go find something else to do. So that's how I ended up here in Melbourne, was working for Winn-Dixie. So I, I worked the circuit here. I worked in almost every store in Bavard County over the years, uh, became a store manager. Uh, and it, it was along the lines after being there about 16, 17 years, um, I started telling some of the other store managers around me, you know, I just don't see us uh, retiring here. Mm-hmm. You know, I just don't think I, yeah. I'm watching some of these older men being pushed out. as they got into their 50s. And I'm like, I don't like the looks of that. Mm -hmm. So I started, you know, making a plan to get out. And they thought I was nuts, because they were all lifers, right? Yep. (laughs) And so um, I just finally got so fed up with things, I quit. And I had no idea where I was going, what I was going to do. But I had built up quite a bit of a retirement fund. And I said, well, if I have to live on that for a little while. In the meantime, if Laura, yeah. my wife Laura, was sitting here, she would tell you that had, had I not quit that job, we probably would have been divorced. That's how bad things were wow. getting. Yeah, because when Dixie was changing, I could see the writing on the wall that that company was heading in the wrong direction, uh, and uh, it was, I could have wrote a book on where they were heading. Seriously, yeah. and so that's why I got out. So it's the proverbial climbing the corporate ladder of success only to realize that it's leaning on the wrong building. You follow me? Yes. And the more I learned and the higher I got and the more respected I got in that company, uh, the more I thought, you know, I'm not going to do this long term. And so I got out, I got in the travel business for a little while Mm -hmm. because I love to travel Mm -hmm. and um, started seeing the writing on the wall about that. There was, first of all, you couldn't feed a family doing that. Uh, So I had to figure out something else. Well, I ran into a guy who knew a woman who owned this little health food store on us one here in melbourne and um, he's like hey i think she's looking for a manager and i'm like that's interesting i had been in there a few times actually so i went by and talked to her and did an interview and she said yeah i could really use your help she goes um you know, I, I'd like to turn over all the store operations to a manager so I can just spend time doing nutritional counseling. Hmm. And I'm like, okay, that's interesting. I said, I can do everything in the store. You know, there was a deli, there was produce, there was groceries, but I said, I don't know anything about those vitamins on the wall over there. And she said, that's fine. She was a licensed nutritional counselor. And she said, you go take care of that. You run those people, you hire fire, you know, do whatever we need to do to keep the business going and thriving. I'll teach you the other side over here. And I'm like, all right. So talk to Laura. We work things out. I go to work there. I spent a couple years there growing her business. We doubled her business easily just because it was, it was an easy business to grow. And she took me under her wing and I learned um, all these things about the nutrition business in general. And I was watching people come in there that were literally very sick. You could just see how how sick and ill these people were. And she would counsel with them for an hour, bring them in the store, set them up on a nutritional program, both with food and supplements. And I would see them over the months and I would see this transformation of these people. And I'm like, wow, this is incredible. Mm. But the more I learned about the business, I thought to myself, why aren't more doctors you know, recommending these things, you know, if, if echinacea is so good for a cold, uh, and um, this glucosamine over here is so good for your joints, um, you know, and magnesium is so good for your muscles, and ginkgo is so good for your brain, why don't the doctors tell people about this Mm. stuff? And um, so that was a a puzzling question I had for a long time, because at the time, most doctors would just completely shut you down if you started talking about vitamins. Yeah. They're raised to no drugs. And so that's kind of like how I got into this whole thing about um you know, health and nutrition and 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 you know, getting my foot in the door with this whole industry and having this world opened up uh, as far as, um, you know, how people can enhance their health by making some changes and, you know, incorporating some strategies. And I mean, these are people that were dying from cancer even wow. at the time.
0: Yeah. Wow. And yeah. what what was that little shop called?
1: It was called Nature Works. Nature Works. Nature Works okay. at the time. Yeah.
0: And then how old are your kids at this point? Like, where are you at in your life? Okay.
1: Goodness. Uh, good question. So Tyler, Allie's not around yet. Okay. Okay. So um, goodness, Tyler is probably four or five years old, okay. maybe somewhere okay. in that range. So yeah. this is
0: like like early on in Mm -hmm. your marriage, early on in your, in your family. Okay. And so you're working at nature works with this lady. And then how does that, when do you start to want to open up your own?
1: Well, that, that began to get into me once I saw how her store operated Mm -hmm. and plus uh, she opened the books to me so I could see all the numbers and see everything. And I'm like, wow, you know, Mm -hmm. this is, this is incredible. Well, she had, um, had her husband and her had divorced and been divorced for many, many years. She remarried and Mm -hmm. the guy she married was very wealthy Mm -hmm. and he wanted to take her and just go travel the world. And so that was another reason why she wanted to bring somebody in there to take over the store. So we started talking about selling you know, her selling the store to me. And sadly, because I had a lot of respect for her, I learned a lot from her, but when it got down to the sitting at the table and trying to get a deal done for us to buy the store... It was she did kind of a bait and switch on me Mm. and it was it was done in such a way that my respect went out the window and I couldn't work there anymore. I just I stuck around for a little bit, but I started, you know, thinking, okay, I got to get out of here. Well, in the meantime, um, I uh, had met a guy who was in the distribution business where he was in the natural products industry, but he was uh, distributing supplements all over the country okay, at the time. He did a lot of sports nutrition stuff at the time, too. Uh, it was called, um, it initially it was called Florida Distributors. And uh, they were out on Ellis Road here in Melbourne. And he said, hey, why don't you come work for me? I need uh, a sales manager. Uh, and he goes, you know, it's all it was all supplements that he sold. And he said, you're a retailer, you can relate to the retailers that we sell to, right? So I'm like, okay, you know, I can't stay here, and he was offering me a really good salary, so I went. So I worked with him for like two years, and same deal. We more than doubled his business uh, by expanding his distribution network. I started writing articles about how to be a good retailer, Mm -hmm. you know, because I knew all my... Winn-Dixie background so um, I I went through all that whole process we grew up the um, uh, the distribution business but in the meantime I'm starting to travel the country now and throughout Florida visiting all these little health food stores just like I had worked in and at the time they were everywhere and so as I was meeting owners and looking at their shops and giving them advice about how to be a better retailer I thought, man, I really should do my own, you know, because I see what, you know, what's going on out here. And I think I could do a really good job if I had my own store. So um, as that business went on, uh, this gentleman I was working for, he started mismanaging the money. And um, I, I started hearing from the the woman who was in charge of finances, uh, she started informing me some of the things he was doing, and it was making her nervous, mm. and it was making me nervous. Okay. And so I decided, okay, time to go, uh, start looking for something else. Well, I had gone out to visit some stores here in Florida, and uh, here's you know one of my first God stories for you. Mm-hmm. So I'm driving back uh, to Melbourne, and I'm coming through Kissimmee, St. Cloud, my old stomping grounds mm-hmm. in St. Cloud. And there was a little store on uh, Malabar Road in Palm Bay, and I knew the owner had been in there a few times, and I could tell she was struggling. And I kept thinking to myself, I wonder if she would sell me that store. I wonder if she would sell me that store. And so God kept telling me, call her, pull over and call her. And so as I'm coming through St. Cloud, I actually have a picture on my phone of the wall where the payphone was at. Mm -hmm. Remember payphones? Mm -hmm. (laughs) So I get out, I call her. And I talked to her, I said, Kathy, I said, any chance you'd be willing to sell me that store? She goes, you gotta be kidding me. She goes, I just listed this store for sale with a broker a week ago. I said, all right. And I knew she was a Bible believing Christian too. And so I was like, wow, this is great. So we start talking and working things out. And I, um, I literally sat down and wrote a letter to a bunch of my relatives and I said, here's what I want to do here's why I think I can do it. And I even built like a little operating statement about how I thought the business would go. And, uh, by the way, my sister, Pam is a CPA. So she helped me, you know, put the numbers together. I send this letter out to all the family members and sure enough, they all start calling, Hey, we'll loan you this. We'll loan you that. So I had family, you know, loan me some money. I had some of my own money left. And so, um, bought the first store. This is 1994. 1994. Wow. So before Allie's born, yeah, right? Yeah. And so we close on that store and it was nothing but, you know, put your head down and go, you know, cause I knew I had a lot of work to do in that store. Uh, a lot of, um, rearranging and, and, um, things I wanted to carry in there. She didn't carry, but this is, uh, one of those, uh, stories too, that, um, about the importance of relationships. Mm. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, you know, one of the things that, you know, if anybody's going to learn anything from me, it's going to be this, is that, um, you know, do everything you can not to burn bridges as you're going through life. Okay. So there's always something to learn no matter where you're at and where you're going or what business you're in or what job Mm -hmm. you're in or what people you're around, learn from those people. And, um, so when I left, The uh, the first uh, health food store that I was running, I'd already started building a reputation because people in the industry saw what I was doing with that store. I go to the distributor. I helped him build his business threefold uh, by the time I left. And I got to know all of these manufacturers because now I'm meeting the manufacturers of all these brands. And a lot of them were started by families and built up family businesses And we got to build this relationship. So here's what happens. I buy that store Mm -hmm. and they find out I buy that store. I can't even tell you. It almost, it still chokes me up. Mm -hmm. Um, The blessing that came from that, that Mm. these people just sent uh, so much inventory, no charge for Mm. me to fill those shelves up and get started, you know? Wow. Yeah.
0: Wow. That, I mean, honestly, when you, when you hear stories like that, it makes like a relationship with God and his relationship to your desires seem so personal and so authentic, which it is. You know, it's like one of those things where, like you said, not to burn bridges and not in this, like every person you meet is going to be somewhat of an asset to you later in life. But you realize that people you didn't even remember that you had a relationship with five years later come about (laughs) and you're like, How in the world? And then you kind of hear their story of how they got to where they are and how it just, it's mutually beneficial. And so I just think that's like so unique and something I'm learning at 25 years old, even just like with this podcast and just some of the people that I've met. I would have never thought when I went off to school and moved back here that there'd be a podcast studio in my hometown and then that the connections I made in college were going to somehow like push their way into this season of my life. Sure. And it's like one of the greatest, coolest adventures you could ever be on. It is. And it makes you excited when you're in a, uh, a, a season yeah. of life and you're like, Oh, like how is this all going to come together? But you've seen him do it before. Yes. in such a weird, crazy, unique way. Yeah. So why wouldn't he do it again? Exactly. Like that's his character. So it is. It I, is. I love stories. Like th- those stories, like give me chills because yeah. it's so you can't you can't make it up.
1: No. It's like storybook. And it, it, it was stuff I wasn't even praying for. Yeah. It was like stuff rained down on me and I'm like, Why me? You know? Yes. Yeah. Oh yeah, man. and and the thing is is that <gasps> so then when, when those things happen <sighs> so so what I did was um you know, once I got their products in the store, I became very dedicated to representing their product lines. Yeah. So when they came out with new products or whatever, I was always you know, make sure I brought that in for him, And, and, you know, I, I stayed very dedicated for all, to all those people that helped me yeah. to get started. Mm-hmm. And, and it was just, it, it was a, a launching pad that took me to places I never, never dreamed I would be. Can
0: you imagine though, like if you would have never quit when dixie Yeah. I mean, that honestly, yeah. if anybody out there is listening to this, if you feel a prompt to go do something that
1: God's telling you to do, do it. Yeah, go do it. Even yeah. if it doesn't work out, yeah, he, he, you know, um, g- gosh, just let him let him guide you. And you know what? Doesn't mean every door is going to open or every opportunity is going to be perfect. But go try it. Mm. There's too many people mm. that sit still and 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 take on this this blanket of I'm not hearing God's word. I'm not hearing this, or I don't feel his this or whatever. It's like go out and do and let him, let him, you know, sure, yeah. guide you and, yeah. and, 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 steer you, mm-hmm. you know, but if you hear a prompting, like make a phone call, go talk to that person, go pray about the, whatever it happens to be, you better go do it. Cause if we're not obedient, how, if, if we're not obedient, in those little things, how are we ever going to be obedient in bigger things? I
0: know. Right. Yeah.
1: That's how it works.
0: If you're faithful with a little, you'll be faithful with a lot. So I I think that's just, it's incredible. So kind of picking up on your story a little bit. So this first store that you have, is that, what's the name of this store? Is that Paradise Health. Well, when I first
1: bought it, it was called Green Acres.
0: Green Acres. Green Acres
1: Health Foods. Yeah. And it was in the public shopping center on Malabar Road. And and, um, that store opened about the same time that Publix did on Malabar Road in 1994. And um, back then, Malabar Road was only two lanes. Mm -hmm. Uh, So, I mean, it was in the early days of Palm Bay growing up. So we were there and, um, you know, got started. Uh, it was, uh, you know, a nice small store had a little cafe in it. They, they had a cafe in it. I've never been a food service person. I don't get into food service. This is another important lesson. Uh, if there's an area that, you know, you're not gifted in, don't bang your head against a wall, trying to force yourself into something that you're not gifted in. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. And so, Over time, as I built up the business, I kept thinking to myself, I need to get rid of this cafe because I can take that out and put some shelving in there and expand this, expand that. And it was things customers were asking me for. In the meantime, we weren't doing much business in that little cafe. It was a little smoothie bar thing, but it was more of a pain than it was anything else. It really was. And so I had to make the decision to just close it And, um, you know, use that space a little more wisely. You're only talking about a little 2,000 square foot store. So all that space is important to you. And um, so if you're in business, here's another important lesson for you, Mm -hmm. (laughs) especially if you're early in your business and you have customers that are telling you what they want. Okay, this is another valuable lesson I learned. People will tell you what you want. And then when you provide it, they don't buy it. <laughs> here's, <laughs> wow. here's the yeah. case in point. And yeah. if you're going to find this hard to believe, but it's true. I was surveying people coming in and out of the store about whether or not they would buy organic produce if we had it. Yeah. Okay. There was only like one store uh, in town that had organic produce. It was the one that I used to work at. So I said, Hey, if I put refrigeration case in here and put some organic produce in here, and everybody's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So we bring it in. I set it up and I used to work in the produce department. So I had that thing looking beautiful. I priced it right. And uh, me and the staff ended up eating a lot of good organic produce because people just weren't buying it. Mm. And so I ended up having to stop doing it. And that was like in the early days, um, I guess the people at Palm Bay at the time just weren't ready for organic produce. Yeah. <laughs> so anyhow, it was, it was an important lesson that yeah. people will tell you one thing yep. and they'll do something else. And the other thing I learned too is, is that when you give uh, things away for free, people don't value it. It's true. It's true. <sighs> yeah.
0: Man, I, I, I think, well, there's, there's a couple of life lessons in that. And I think it goes back to what you were saying with that first person that you were trying to buy the business from, that whole yep. bait and switch mentality. Yeah. That is something I'm learning as I get older, that that is a it's a mechanism. And it's and it's actually like when you think about it, even with advertising, like it's like illegal, at yeah. least like with like real estate, like you're not supposed to advertise, oh, this is going to be a thousand dollars a month and then be like, no, it's really fifteen hundred dollars. That's called a bait and switch. Yeah. And I think about that. I'm just like, that's what creates a level of distrust. Yes. In in a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Like this level of everybody and then you start to adapt this mentality that everybody's out to get you because who's honest? What's truth anymore? People right. don't people are doing what they wanna do. And aren't yes. we living in a day and age where that is so prevalent right Absolutely.
1: now. It's, Absolutely.
0: It's, it's, actually really scary. Um, but so you, you have the show art, the show, I'm talking about my show, you have this store and then how many do you open up?
1: Well, from here, let me just give you a couple other things just real quick. So, um, yeah. when we, when we took that cafe out and I remodeled that store and everything at the time, um, I decided to start doing talk radio mm-hmm. because talk radio was starting to get more and more popular. And I had some friends that had a nationally syndicated program And uh, they were on locally, and I saw the impact that that radio show had in bringing customers into the store. Mm -hmm. And so I thought, you know what, let me do something local here. So I started, this is in 1998, started my own radio show. It was called Good News Naturally. And so I would bring the good news about health and nutrition. So I would talk about mainly things that would be in the news, like research on vitamin D or vitamin C or selenium or whatever it was. We talk about food, you know, what's happened to the food supply and how it was being adulterated and what to watch out for and why moving to more organic was important at the time. This is in the early days of people learning about organic foods and stuff. So it was a great gateway to have a weekly radio program. To reach the local audience and then have them call, ask us questions and and things of that nature. And you know what, I never did it for any other reason than just as an educational thing. But sadly, with a lot of people, I become like a celebrity to them, Mm -hmm. you know, and they Mm -hmm. people couldn't wait to come in the store to meet Tom. And I'm like, I, I, it's like, this is not about me, Mm-mm. you know? And so I, I always tried to, you know, get people talking to the staff in the store. They didn't have to come talk to me. Mm-hmm. There's nothing special about me. Mm-hmm. But here's here's a, a, another lesson that, that I think is important in all of where I've been. I learned early on, uh, back even at the days of that first store, to watch what people were doing And when you saw these people coming in and out of the store on a regular basis and this metamorphosis I was telling you that I was seeing or these changes you're seeing in people's lives, um, I was watching to see what was working and what wasn't working. Okay, so that was a big thing for me back then, because as I'm in my own store now talking to people, giving advice, I now have a few doctors actually coming in the store and you know who some of my best customers were back in the day Hmm. nurses really I can't tell you how many nurses came in the store Mm -hmm. and would tell me I see what's going on in the medical world I see what goes on in the hospital I see what goes on with some of these doctors I'm not going that way and they were coming in looking for alternatives you know natural medicine when they had problems that they were trying to correct and stay off of drugs. Mm -hmm. Okay. And so um, that was an important thing was to watch what people were doing, how they were approaching their problems and what they were utilizing for changes and how it was working for them. And that's how I could tell whether what they were choosing to use for themselves or what I was recommending was working. So, this is better than any college program. This was better than any medical school, really, because I'm watching people that are going through cancer. Uh, they were uh, going through uh, surgeries that they were trying to recover from, and I watched them do better, and even their doctors were telling them, I don't know what you're doing, but keep doing it, mm-hmm. you see? So that that was another important point there to, that I was watching how the, all this was happening. So. Uh, there was an, you know, at the time, there was very few health food stores here in the area. Uh, we all knew each other. There was a guy that came in from New York and he opens a store up in Suntry uh, area, North Melbourne up there. And this is back when Suntry was in the very early stages, new publics opened up there. He opens a store. I'm like, wow. And sure enough, some of my customers I know went up there to see his new store. Cause it was really nice. Mm-hmm. And of course he has a nice cafe in there and stuff and, and everything. And, um, was like, yeah, great. You know? So I was like, gosh, I hope it doesn't hurt our business, but it was 20 miles away. So right, it was right. a little tough, but long story short, the years go by and he's not doing very well. His business wasn't doing well. And I would hear some comments about him and things. And I'm like, that's too bad, whatever. So next thing I know, he shows up at my store and he says, um, Hey, um, I'm thinking about selling my store up there. I'm like, uh, eh, you know, I got my hands full here. You know, I don't, I'm really not you know, looking for another store right now. Long story short, he, his business gets worse and worse and worse. And he finally calls me up. He says, just make me an offer. Mm-hmm. And so I went up and visited the store a few times, talked to Laura uh, you know, we make a deal with him. I buy the store mm-hmm. and uh, it's in this public shopping center up there. Same deal. I call all my connections. Hey, help me out here. We get the store restocked. We get it restaffed. We get everything cleaned up. Store starts taking off. As a matter of fact, long run, that store became our, our number one location right wow. at the time. Yeah. So this is 1999, by the way. Okay. The significance of that is this, um, you wouldn't remember all of this, but, um, uh, this is when um, uh, the, we're going from 1999 to 2000 yeah. and all these doom and gloomers. Yes. This is the end of the world. Yes. The computers are going to stop working. The ATMs aren't going to yeah. work. The banks are going to close. You can't get yes. cash. You can't get food. And people were going nuts. Yeah. And this is like uh, November where he's pushing me to close on this store. And the same time, we were in the middle of building a house. The one in Malabar that mm, you've been mm, to, mm, mm-hmm. we're building that house, and Laura's like, you know, trying to move into the house. I'm trying to buy the store. The world says everything's coming to an to end, end. Yeah. and our faith is like, yeah, God's got this. Yeah. You know, it was That's a like tough now. time. <laughs> yeah, 2021. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it was a tough time, but um, it all happened. You know, we got in the house, store got bought, boom, everything. It was a fell into place. It was just another one of those launch another relaunch moment, if you will, that just took us up to that next level even more. Right. Wow. So it's like, uh, what do you, what do you say to that? You got to keep your eyes on, on where you're going. You know, you cannot, you know, don't look left. Don't look right. Keep focused on where God's taking you. You Mm -hmm. know, you got goals. God wants you to have goals. Right. Um, you don't want to be too hardened, you know, when he's trying to direct you, Yeah. but when you got a goal, Keep your eye focused on that goal. Don't look left, don't look right, don't get yourself tripped up. Yeah.
0: We're going to take a quick break to discuss Write It Down's brand new website. You can head over to widpod.com, W I D P O D.com, and see all the goods. You'll notice a banner at the top of the page that says Learn More. If you click that link, it'll show you how you can support Write It Down. P.S. My favorite part about the website is the Widwall, wall, which is a collection of all the write-it-downs from the show. This podcast is made possible by the 1513 Network, so show the network some love and support by listening to their other shows. If not, just stick with write-it-down, because I'm the coolest, the realest, the illest.
1: Now, back to the show.
0: Were there certain things that came along the way that ignited a lot of fear in you?
1: Oh, Lord of mercy. You talk about sleepless nights. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, You know, when when uh, we went through all kinds of economic ups and ups and downs Mm. throughout that time, uh, you know, uh, again, uh, some of the things that happened, uh, what's so odd about this actually worked in our favor. Things that you thought would be harmful to a business actually helped our business. Case in point. Some of the people that were taking supplements and we had people buying bags of grains because they were concerned they couldn't get groceries. So the women that had grain mills and made their own bread at home, they were ordering 50 pound bags of grain like uh, winter wheat and and, uh, stuff like that and flour and stuff so that they could make bread, God forbid. We couldn't get to the grocery stores for some reason, Mm -hmm, you know, mm -hmm. so people were calling us and ordering cases of stuff. They were stocking up, you know, just like, you know, some of the stuff we see today. Yeah. And uh, it was a lot of fear going on. Mm -hmm. And it, you know, obviously when there's that much fear going on around you, it, you know, makes you fearful. Yeah.
0: What, um, how do you, how do you discern the voice of
1: God in your life? Quiet time. Mm-hmm. Quiet time. I I I have always been, you know, pretty good. I say always, you know, I'm not obviously not the perfect human being like anybody else, right? But normally I am up before everybody else's, and I that is my time to sit, have coffee, read whether I'm reading a devotion, reading scripture, or just sitting there meditating. Yeah, and I'm looking back. And I'm thinking about going forward about something or there's something on my mind and I pray about it, Mm -hmm. you know, and, you know, you got to have that, that peace. You got to do things to have that peace so that you can get back to center. Okay. Mm -hmm. One of the other things that might be helpful to somebody listening is, is that, uh, you know, once things got going and I had enough help around me, I knew how important it was time was to have time away. Right. So I, I, I really worked hard at trying to take time off when I could. Mm-hmm. Okay. When I first bought that store, I was scared to death. I owed all my family members, all these people, you know, all these people. And I'm like, I, all I could think was work, 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 pay, 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 pay. get everything paid off as quick as I could. Cause I didn't want that hanging over me. I didn't want to, you know, fail and, 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 you know, tell my family, you know, look, I'm sorry. I borrowed your money, but now I'm broke. Right. So I, it was, uh, what do you call it? Desperation and perspiration. Mm-hmm. And so, um, it was very important for me to, you know, when I could take time off, I did it. I started working towards a goal to have Saturdays off in the, in the retail business. Saturday is the biggest day. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I was always closed Sunday, by the way, mm-hmm. never opened stores on Sunday. I'm grateful. The fact that the people that now own paradise still have it closed on Sunday. That's cool. Okay. yeah. But Saturday was our busiest day and I just worked for the you know to uh to make sure that I could surround myself with people and be off on Saturdays and that's mm-hmm. that was important then when the time came and I could afford to do it we went on vacation mm-hmm. and I made sure we did something big you know yeah. we went to California yeah. we took a cruise yeah. right um one year uh I was just I was having a rough time and just just really felt this I got to get away thing. And I booked this last minute thing. We went and spent Thanksgiving in St. Thomas Mm, out of the blue. Yeah. And they were like, What? Who is this guy? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, so you got to take your time off. Yeah. You got to take your time off. Um, sharpen the sword, yeah. as they say. Right. Yeah. And obviously all this time I'm trying to keep myself surrounded with people that were supportive, that I could trust and confide in. So iron sharpens iron. Yeah, right. Yeah. You got to do all those things. Mm-hmm. Very important to all of that.
0: Where do you. So you, you said that you kind of just felt like, I don't know, like you kind of shrugged your shoulders, felt heavy, like you needed to go away. Yeah. Where when did that like heaviness start and like how long did it last?
1: I don't think that you ever get fully rid of it. There's always going to be things in the back of your mind that, um, you know, that you have some fear about Yeah. whatever it is. Okay. So now that I'm at two stores, I'll, I'll just kind of pick up the story for there. I'm at two stores and, you know, we decide that we've got enough room to do a third location and stuff. Um, I started, you know, thinking and I'm now I'm listening to more and more business people, wise business people. And I'm talking about people that can give you a vision for future. Okay, And uh, one of the things I kept uh, hearing was begin with the end in mind. It's like, how does this all end? Where are you going with paradise? Mm -hmm. Right. Uh, At that time back then, listening to all the voices around me and the people around me. I could have opened 10 stores if I wanted to, but that just never seemed to really be appealing to me. Mm-hmm. You know, I wanted to take it so far, but at the end of it, if if the kids didn't want any really didn't want to do anything with it, I was going to sell it and go on. To whatever else God had for me. You mm-hmm. know, there was going to be a time and a place that there was a birth of paradise with me and then there was going to be a death of paradise with me. Or not a death, but yeah, I was like, going to hand it over. On, okay, yeah. And it was time to go on. So I had to kind of keep my eyes set on the fact, okay, so along the way you know, you learn about how a business is, is valued valued, and mm-hmm. the value of your lease and your equipment and your fixtures and your staff and what does your books look like, right? Mm-hmm. And so all along there, that's those are the little things that you dot the I's and cross the T's as you're going. Really not much different than if you go and buy your first house. Um, You want to take care of that house, invest in that house, paint the house, take care of the yard, do all those things. So that when the time comes, if your family grows, you want to go to another bigger house or move to another community. You've got an investment to then move on to the next person, right? Yeah, yeah. Same thing. So those are all things that were happening. And I always had this thing about wanting to grow the business every year. You know, I didn't want to have a negative year. You want to see growth every year. That's what people want to see when they buy your business. And so that was another driving factor in me that kind of kept me awake more than it should have. Okay. Yeah. And I just want to make sure people are clear on this thing is that this is where you got to be careful of the greed monster. Okay. You can't do that. Don't allow um, things that begin to happen as you begin to accumulate, you know, some wealth and things like that. Uh, you have to have loose hands, you Mm -hmm. have to have loose hands. And the, the old saying, uh, biblical saying that, you know, the left hand doesn't need to know what the right hand's doing. Okay. Mm -hmm. That became very clear to me in some places. And, um, so you gotta, you've got to, there's got to be an ebb and flow of what comes in and goes out of your life. Mm. And I'm, you know, you've heard this time and time again, it was drilled in our heads at the early days of Calvary Chapel, mm-hmm. you can't outgive God, yeah. right? So you give, you give, and not just church and things, but people, right? I don't care what it is, where it is, how it is. If you feel God's moving you to do something, you do it. You know, uh, Laura, would sit here and tell you, we'll be talking about something, and we go, well, how much, and we both hit the same number.
0: That's the best. Yeah, it's yeah.
1: it's just yeah, it it's it's just mind blowing because you're like, okay, God, thanks and and it it gets to be such to the point where you're so used to it now that it just happens you yeah. know
0: yeah and it, and it brings it brings joy yeah that's like the best part is like when you we do listen to god there is think about the fruits of the spirit love joy peace, peace patience, patience kindness goodness mm. faithfulness gentleness yeah. self control and i i think about that like whenever i'm trying to discern his voice or what he's leading me to like there's a healthy fear cuz You know, a healthy fear of God is the beginning of knowledge, but the, the peril fear, fear of anxiety and all of those other things, that's not from him. Like he did not give us a spirit of fear, but a power, love, and discipline. And so I think that there is this level of, you know, whether you're giving with money or you're giving your time or, and you know, people are our currency I mean yes. like God's yes. just like he is I think about how Jesus I think it's in a hymn but how Jesus is a hound of heaven like he just can't not pursue the the, the human heart right. that's just like he sniffs it out and he wants to be a part of the human heart which is so beautiful yes, it is. if you really think about it and so that that type of Fear should exhilarate you to go do what he's what he's called you to do, yeah. and you know I think it's like the, one of the very few places that you're allowed to test God. Yeah. In. Yeah. It's testing exactly. That my <laughs> that if you give Good that I point. will not just open the storehouses that's for you. What he does, and it's not it's not to give an expectancy that God's like gonna do it, but right. he will. Guess that's he, just his character. We just
1: know how he is. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. I, I've I've discovered that. I mean, not fully, because my whole life I'll probably be discovering this until I die. But learning the character of God right now. Mm-hmm. And right now I'm learning about his sovereignty, that he is sovereign overall. And yes. that is like a not in the sense of like, oh, I'm just this like pawn that he's like, you know, making yeah. me go do things like he wants a relationship with me. But also the sovereignty of like the circumstances that we see right now do not negate his promises. Right. And that's just like a really secure
1: feeling that you can have Amen. as a believer. It's yes. not
0: about what this world looks like right now or what your circumstances look like right now. And if he has promised you something, yep. he will be faithful. Keep
1: heading that direction. Yeah. Keep yep. headed towards the promise. It's it, You've got to minimize those distractions around you because people will talk to you and try to get your attention and move you different directions. And, you know, that's been an, an issue with some relationships over the years mm. that you just, you know, you have to you know, set that stuff aside and just say, no, I'm just not going to do that, you know, and you have to stick with what it's, you know, people refer to it as the gut feeling. It's the God feeling, you Mm -hmm. know, that you're on the right track. And even though sometimes I felt like I was wandering a little bit at times, you know, he just, he's just so gracious to bring us back in. And, you know, I don't want to sit here and make it sound like, uh, Boy, the 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 last thing I want you to understand about owning a small business or running your own business or starting your own business is it's going to be easy. It is never easy. It's a grind. It can be a grind. You're going to have to work. You're going to have to sweat things out. Your faith's going to be tested, and you're going to be sitting there sometimes going, God, what's happening here? What what do what, what 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 am I supposed to do? How am I supposed to react to this? I mean, it was difficult. I I had some times where. I'm flat on my knees because of stupid stuff that happened. And I'm like, how did, how did I get here? You know, and, um, you don't know why, but the thing is, he's so good to teach us lessons and all of this stuff, Mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. And that's the whole thing I, you know, I go back to is, is that pay attention. You know, I paid attention to what was working with people and I saw what was happening in their lives. And I try to pay attention to see, okay, God's footprints are, God's movement and and different things. And you'll learn so much. And so when those times of anxiety and stress and how's this going to work out? And I don't see this happening, Lord. You just have got to sit there and meditate and look back and show yourself, remind yourself what he's brought you through. And that, that gives you that strength and that, that, that that confidence, that He's done it before. He's going to do it again. You know, we just got to be patient and work through it. It yeah. may be painful, but we'll get there. Yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah. And and the painful process always reaps something way more beautiful than you could imagine for yeah. yourself. Like that is um, even the book of James. It'll slap you upside yes. the head a few times. I but love the book of James. Yeah, it's so good. But it's yeah. like after the trial, <laughs> it produces something in yes. you. But my favorite is... Um, when it's, and I I gave this Devo recently, actually, um, as of this morning, but the most annoying people to buy for, for Christmas Mm. are the people who have everything. Mm. Like you're like, Oh, I want to buy them an Apple watch or maybe I'll buy them a phone or maybe I'll buy them this. And you're like, but they already have that. Or Mm -hmm. a couple months ago they bought it for themselves. Right. And it's like, don't take matters in your own hands because the, the Lord doesn't change. And like that verse that says, um, every good and perfect gift comes from above from yes. the father of lights who doesn't change like shifting shadows. I think about that as like how much more exciting it is to receive on Christmas something that you've been wanting, but you didn't go get yourself. You're right. like, oh, my parents know me really well. Mm-hmm. That this is what I've been wanting. Right? Or when you're on the other end and you're giving somebody something that they've been wanting for a really long time and yeah. you're just like, how much more joy is it than trying to figure out oh okay you already bought all the things i wanted to buy you here's some socks like you know what i'm saying like don't and so i I think about that sometimes of just like okay i have to remind myself of who he is yep and then i have to remind myself of who i am right i'm his daughter like you know we are sons and daughters of him and so just like moving in like you said tracing his his footprint in your life because he is personal yes not gonna look the same in everybody else's life exactly and so i'm having to do that too it's like kind of take out those remembrance stones of tracing his hand right all throughout my life going okay when i listen to you here this is what happened here and so i think that's just the beauty of journeying with him so um, just kind of fast forward. You you buy these these Paradise Health Food stores. Right. You just recently sold them, right? Okay. So speed us up to where you're at now in okay. your health journey. All right.
1: So during that health journey, I was as I was telling you, I, I'm watching how these people are reacting to different things they're taking. And so, back in 1998, uh, there was a um, a compound that uh, came out onto the market that was brand new. Uh, it was a nutrient called uh, inositol hexaphosphate IP6, mm-hmm. and then it it was combined with a a secondary, uh, what they call quasi B vitamin called inositol. And what they found was when these two nutrients were put together, that it actually had a very profound effect on cancer cells. Mm. Okay. So in 1998, when this product was first introduced, I was sitting in a a lecture. I went to every lecture I could um, when I went to different conventions around the country to learn from the experts about, you know, so I'd be on the quote, the cutting edge of health and wellness, if you will. But I always was very picky about who I learned from. So anyhow, I go sit on the front row of this lecture because I'm like, we really don't have much to offer people when it comes to nutrition and cancer. You know, mm-hmm. there just really wasn't much that had, you know, good science on it at the time. So I'm listening to this uh, doctor from the University of Maryland. He's a pathologist. And he starts telling the story how he would take, uh, you know, colon cancer cells, breast cancer cells, um, prostate cancer cells, in Petri dishes, and treat them with this combination of IP6 and inositol. And he would watch them and monitor them and do what's called a staining process and watch these very active, aggressive cancer cells become tamed, if you will. And over a period of time, they normalized and went on to age and die the way they were originally programmed to. So he literally watched cancer being turned off Wow. Okay, with these nutrients. And so this stuff's coming to the market. And we start carrying the stores. And that was, you know, one of the things that I dealt with on a regular basis for people coming in saying, Listen, I got cancer, I need help, right? I'm going to do chemo or I'm going to do radiation, whatever. But I know there's some things that can probably help me because I know the damage that those things are going to do to my body. So we knew some things that we could recommend, but this was new. So we started telling people about it and recommending, it. and there was a book about it at the time. So people bought the book, they read the book, and they made the decision for themselves to take, start taking this stuff. And so this is one of those unbelievable moments where you were seeing people, again, that I'm watching this, this lady who's got breast cancer. She's going through chemo. She takes this combination of IP6 and inositol. Number one, she looks great mm-hmm. while she's going through chemo. And mm-hmm. I've seen people that don't look so great going through chemo. Yeah, And she's telling us how other people in the infusion room are not doing good and how good she's doing. Her doctor's telling her, you know, hey, I don't know what you're doing, but keep doing it because... It's having a very profound effect on, on your cancer. And so we, we kept seeing this time and time again. We had older people with skin cancers that were having trouble with those regularly. They start taking this stuff, and the skin cancer starts getting better, okay? And this happened over and over again, and it, it gets your attention because you're like, this, this is you know, just amazing that you have something that can help these people with cancer. Well, the company that was making it at the time wasn't doing a very good job with it. And I approached him several times about some things I thought they should change in there because uh, people that took this stuff needed a very large dose and they were using this this sweetener. Uh, I call it artificial, technically it's not, but it was called sucralose Mm -hmm. uh, in there. And um, uh, it was giving people problems, giving them all kinds of gastro uh, upset. It's like, take that stuff out. You know, you don't need it. Just let's just give them a powder. Long story short, um, I had built a relationship with the guy that this doctor that I listened to at the lecture, and he had the patents on this thing. And I happened to be talking to him. Uh, me and another guy that was working with me at the time, uh, Skip, and um, he said, "Why don't you make your own?" So what do you mean, make your own? He goes, right, "We could work out a deal. I'll I'll uh, I'll license you the use of the patent. You can make your own." When this company's uh, agreement expires, then you're free to sell it in the US. So long story short, I started manufacturing my own supplements Mm. uh, with this combination of IP6 and inositol because I saw what it was doing for these cancer patients. So I began to really dive into the books to learn everything I could about cancer. I'm attending more and more lectures, I'm reading and I'm beginning to understand more of the mechanisms about why cancer has been such a problem with human health. And so uh, I started manufacturing in 2002, and um, because I wasn't free to sell it in the U.S. yet, I established a couple of distributors in Europe, uh, in the U.K. and in Belgium at the time. And then once the other companies they had a, an exclusive on it. Once their exclusive agreement expired, then I started selling in the US, so now it's 2003. So I kind of did this on the side while I'm running the Paradise stores. Sold Paradise in uh, 2018, but that was another thing in the back of my mind. I always wanted to spend more time working on manufacturing supplements that I thought would be helpful to people. Yeah. And so that's what I'm doing now, is that I am doing that, I wouldn't even call it full-time, I, I do it more of a part-time thing, but. Uh, we have it all over the country there's it's on Amazon it's on uh, there's a lot of large websites that sell it I have a, a, a several health food stores around the country that carry it uh, we have it in Singapore Australia it can be found in Canada wow. um, we have it in uh, throughout Europe I have a big distributor in Spain um, so it's and that's, sadly, with what we're going through right now oh, with yeah. this virus, yeah. um, I, I had a whole schedule of international people that I wanted to go and and um, and work with to um, help them uh, and actually even start doing some manufacturing in Europe Yeah. Um, so that I didn't have to manufacture it here and then ship it there. Right. I could get it manufactured over there. So all of that got shut down, of course. Oh, yeah. So
0: I mean, but I'm sure, again, like kind of looking back on the fact that Winn-Dixie was such a a, a grooming place mm. for you. It groomed you mentally, spiritually, emotionally to be able to sit here today and talk about all this journey that you've been on. So it's like while COVID seemingly has put everything to a halt. You Mm -hmm. know, that there is like, this is a training ground. I feel like a lot of us, especially Christians are in a training ground right now. Yes, We are. There's a reason we're still in our hometown. There's a reason why we're, you know, in our small groups and getting close to our family right now, because we are being strengthened Yes, right now for something. And so I think we're kind of in our Winn-Dixie days right now, so to speak for something different. And that's exciting. And I'm excited about, um, what you're up to with, um, IP six, um, before we get to our rapid fire and our, write it down at the end of the show, I want to ask you, what are some go-to like supplements that you like swear by, like that you think everybody should start taking and oh, be boy. taking? I mean, I'm sure there's a list. Yeah, but... there
1: is. Yeah. Cause if, if somebody looked in my uh, cabinet and, and <laughs> Laura I, initially, you know, over the years, Laura's taken, you know, my wife's taken some stuff, but, yeah. um, you know, she had some health issues later in life. And now she's, she takes almost as much stuff as I do every day. right? And it's a lot. And I, obviously it's not for everybody, right? but, um, at the top of the list, obviously I think IP six is something and, and it's not just from the, the, the cancer part of it. right? Uh, there's a lot, a lot of other health benefits to it. Number one being an antioxidant. So the number one thing that's going to age us and cause our, our bodies to break down, uh, is oxidation. Okay. Mm-hmm. If you don't, have a grip on what oxidation is, think about leaving a piece of metal out in the elements for a period of time, what happens? It rusts, right? Mm -hmm. If you cut an apple open and leave it on your counter, short period of time, it starts turning brown. That's oxidation or oxidative stress. So our cells are under a tremendous amount of attack on a daily basis environmentally, food, water, air, everything affects our cells. And we have to have plenty of antioxidants to protect those cells. So number one, IP6 is an antioxidant. So I highly recommend that, number one. Um, the most uh, powerful antioxidant in the human body is called glutathione. Mm-hmm. Glutathione. Now, it's hard, glutathione doesn't absorb very well when you take it orally as an amino acid capsule. So there is a secondary nutrient called NAC. Just remember NAC, N A C. N-acetylcysteine. Your body uses that as the building block to manufacture its own glutathione. Mm -hmm. So most health experts say, hey, use NAC, make your own. And NAC has actually become uh, a target of intense research during this COVID thing, by the way, because it uh, is good for upper respiratory, which has been a big problem with COVID. So NAC, N-acetylcysteine. Uh, is also high on on my list uh, another antioxidant uh, that i I think is extremely helpful uh, is alpha lipoic acid okay uh, uh, alpha lipoic acid. what's unique about this is very again very powerful antioxidant but what's unique about this is is that when you either take uh, vitamins like A, C, E, these other antioxidants, um, and your body utilizes them, the majority of those are water soluble. Well, what uh, alpha lipoic acid does, it actually helps to recycle them back through and use them again. So I, it's another reason why I like alpha lipoic acid. So those are like a small group of antioxidants that, that I think you would, would be, suggest that yep.
0: most people should be on, especially right. with this pandemic and everything yeah. like that. Vitamin D. Okay. Okay. And
1: it's, it's important to be specific here. Vitamin D three. Okay. Okay. There is a vitamin D two that's out on the market. It's synthetic. Your body knows the difference between synthetic vitamins and natural vitamins. It's proven. It is absolutely (gasps) proven because to a, because to a scientist or a researcher, they're mere images of each other. They look the same, Mm. but the studies indicate your, the human body knows better. They prove this with vitamin E, synthetic versus natural and vitamin D, uh, D synthetic versus natural. So D3, um, you, what's beautiful about, about D vitamin D these days, you can get a blood test done. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, it, especially right now, I would consider getting one every year just to see where you're at and make sure that you're, you're keeping it at least above 50 on that scale. Um, you know, and, and most people have to take some D We have been so conditioned to be afraid of the sun and put sunscreen on and all this stuff. We don't get sun like we used to. And as a result, we end up with uh, low levels of vitamin D.
0: Huh, Interesting. Mm -hmm. And I think that's so cool and unique how our bodies can just know which one is real and which one's not like which one's a th- synthetic yeah. how yeah. we're created that way yeah. like we just don't we want the real thing yeah and that's just yeah everything. and um
1: the one of the other things is is that people you know are the skeptics that are still out there about vitamins you know because you you always hear this thing about oh just eat all your fruits and vegetables and eat right you don't have to worry about taking any vitamins well I, i'm just going to tell you that it's literally impossible to do these days because man has, th- mm. man thinks that he's smarter than God mm-hmm. and man has tinkered so much with agriculture over time that the, the nutrients found in food are are not anywhere near what it was 50 60 70 years ago yeah, okay yeah. the way food is manufactured and grown and processed and all that stuff we are so far away from the garden of eden it's I not know. even it's not even remotely close uh, and and with that comes all of the pesticides and herbicides and chemicals that are used these days Ruining our food Yeah, uh, it's it's sad and it's the old garbage in garbage out Back when I got into this thing, you couldn't even get a doctor to think twice about vitamins. Now, some of my, you know, some of the people back in the day, some of my best customers were the doctors and the nurses because they all see it now. And the other thing that that comes up a lot that I, that I hear is about the research thing. Do you know that there is more research out there a lot of times around natural medicine uh, than there is even the drugs that come to the market these days? Um, and that's, A whole nother story about what goes on in the pharmaceutical industry that would just.
0: Oh, it's a a money. Oh my! I mean, it's just they want your money. And the thing is, I'm sure you've seen this of when you go to a health food store and people are like, why would I pay thirty dollars for like vitamins? Mm -hmm. And you're like, "Uh, why would you pay? Two hundred dollars for a, a doctor visit for them to prescribe you something that's just going to give you a quick fix. So right. I can imagine you've had that in your head because you, I've even gone to health food stores and I'm like, oh, thirty five dollars for a probiotic. Are you kidding? Like yeah. I, in my head. But I'm like, wait, if you take an antibiotic, you need to replace it with. A yeah, friendly bacteria Because it's mm-hmm. going to kill yeah. all the bacteria. Yeah. It's, and you'll um,
1: get into a bigger problem. Yeah,
0: exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So yeah. everybody go to your health food store. Yeah. Um, all right. We're getting to that point where I'm going to ask you a few rapid fire qu- questions. Okay. And then I'll ask you, you write it down, what you want the audience to write down at the end of the show. So rapid fire, regular sugar or stevia?
1: Um, In, in, in all serious, uh, if you'd asked me that years ago, I would have said stevia. Okay. Yeah. Obviously, one of the one of the most important things we have to do is control blood sugar, but it's the excess of blood sugar. Okay, Okay. just we have to look at all food as fuel. Okay, Okay. so just real quick, if you're going to get sugar in, if you're going to take something in sweet, you have got to burn it off. Okay, if you don't, it will store as fat. Okay. Mm -hmm. And cause other issues. So minimize sugar. Okay. Yeah. Doesn't mean absolutely no sugar, but if you're going to intake some sugar, you better figure out how you're going to burn it off and do it earlier in the day, not late in the day. Okay.
0: That's good. No agave or honey.
1: Um, they're really both about the same to be honest with you okay. because it it they do sl- metabolize a little slowly slower yeah. but they still raise blood sugar okay. you just don't have the spike that you would with pure, pure. sugar okay. yeah
0: um, coffee or tea
1: You know what? Both. Okay. Yeah. In all seriousness, there's good studies on coffee and there's obviously great studies on tea and not just black tea or green tea, but black Black tea tea too. Black tea as well. Yeah. Polyphenols. I love that. Okay.
0: Um, Boston or Chicago in regards to the city or the band?
1: Ah, goodness gracious. Boston band-wise. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I like Chicago, you know, but yeah. those are, think about proms, you know. Yes. But Boston's like, you want to go listen to a good band? You know, oh, goodness. Boston. Yeah, yeah Boston. Love it. Food-wise, uh-huh. uh Yeah. You know, Boston uh, has
0: some good food. I'm an Italian
1: guy. Yes. I, I mean, I'm not Italian by blood. Yes. But I love Italian food. Me too. And uh, anybody that knows me knows that when I go to a city, I, I try to stiff out the best mom and pop Italian food. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you, Boston. They have a you, little
0: strip. Oh, yeah. Little, little Italy. Yeah. Little Italy. You go in there. You can find any. There's only like three or four tables in each restaurant. Yes. And then have you ever been to Mike's Pastries after? Uh, oh, man. No. There's normally like this long line and it's like the best cannolis in the entire world. Yeah. That, uh, that right there. <laughs> Cannoli and a cappuccino after some Italian food is like my favorite. There you go. All right, Tom, Mr. Sokoloff, as I like to call you. Right. We're at the point of the show where we ask um, each guest to give the audience something to write down. So what is your write it down?
1: You know, I've been thinking this through and realistically, I, I, I think that um, we have to be aware of the fact that we have to know when to let go of good to get to great seriously, because so many times we're stuck on doing something because we know it's good. It's been good to us and we're going down that same road. But sometimes you have to let go of good if you're going to get on to great. Okay. And God wants great things for us, not just good, but he's got big plans for us. And if you'll put your life in his hands, talk to him in the morning, spend some time with him, meditate, uh, have a conversation with him. I'm telling you, you can't go wrong. He has, he's got the best plans for you. You can't figure this out on your own. And if you think you're going to, you're making a big mistake. Mm, I love that. Write it down. Tom Sokoloff, thanks for joining us. Thank you.
0: Thank you for listening to the Write It Down podcast. This podcast is a part of the 1513 network. You can catch a variety of shows on our website, 1513.com. If you enjoy listening to Write It Down, please subscribe, share with your friends, and if there's any ink left in your pen, write a review. For more content, follow the fun on Instagram by following at W-I-D-P-O-D. That spells WIDPOD. Super cool. Stands for Write It Down Podcast, but it's abbreviated to WIDPOD. Anyways, thanks for listening, and we will catch you later.